Good morning. On this fifth Sunday in Eastertide, we continue our season of stewardship, thinking about and making commitments to support our community life together. Our stewardship team has invited us to consider the three basic prayers outlined in a book by Anne Lamott, Help, Thanks, and Wow, and how those prayers have been alive in us over the past year. Today, we explore the prayer of thanks and look to a psalm of praise in which the psalmist thanks God for God's works of creation and God's works in Israel's history. We hear from the Inclusive Bible and the Common English Bible. Let us open our hearts and minds and read together from Psalm 136. You are invited to join me on mute on the refrain, your love is everlasting. Thank you, Yahweh, for you are good. Your love is everlasting. Thank you, God of gods. Your love is everlasting. Thank you, sovereign of sovereigns. Your love is everlasting. You alone perform such great marvels. Your love is everlasting. Your wisdom made the heavens. Your love is everlasting. You spread the land out over the waters. Your love is everlasting. You made the great lights. Your love is everlasting. The sun to govern the day. Your love is everlasting. Moon and stars to govern the night. Your love is everlasting. You struck down the firstborn of Egypt. Your love is everlasting and brought Israel out. Your love is everlasting. With mighty hand and outstretched arm, your love is everlasting. You split the sea of reeds. Your love is everlasting. And led Israel through the middle. Your love is everlasting. And drowned Pharaoh and the armies of Egypt. Your love is everlasting. You led your people through the wilderness. Your love is everlasting. And struck down mighty rulers. Your love is everlasting. You cut down famous leaders. Your love is everlasting. Like Sihon, ruler of the Amorites, your love is everlasting. And Og, ruler of Bashan, your love is everlasting. You gave their land as an inheritance. Your love is everlasting. An inheritance to Israel, your faithful one. Your love is everlasting. You remembered us when we were under the yoke. Your love is everlasting and snatched us from our oppressors. Your love is everlasting. You are the one who provides food for all living things. Your love is everlasting. Thanks to you, the God of heaven, your love is everlasting. The wisdom of God, for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
God of infinite wisdom and love, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts glorify you. Good morning. When I think about thanks as one of the three essential prayers, the first thing that comes to mind is saying grace before a meal, thanking God for the food that we or I am about to eat. I grew up in a family who ate dinner together almost every night. We always said grace before the meal and still do when we're together. Usually my father or mother would say it, something like, Dear Lord, thank you for this food and all our many blessings. Amen. It's easy for a meaningful ritual practice to become rote and lose much of its meaning if we aren't intentional about it. On special occasions, my mom will often ask God to keep someone safe as they travel or thank God for the person whose birthday it is. In larger gatherings, often my grandmother Martha will say grace as she's one of the most outwardly religious people in the family. Sometimes we sing our grace. I've learned this from Martha as well as in Girl Scouts and at church camp. As a child, I loved the Johnny Appleseed grace. Oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need. This actually sounds like Psalm 136, verse 25, which reads, You are the one who provides food for all things. Your love is everlasting. When I'm by myself, I sometimes forget to say grace, or I do so in a distracted manner. I thank God best when I do so communally with others. Since meeting my partner, Thomas, we have said grace before almost every meal we've shared. We thank God for the food in front of us and those who got it to us, for the opportunity to cook together, for the beautiful day, the walk we took. We pray for our families and those in need, the help prayer that Kent preached about last week. We thank God for each other. Most of the time, we are pretty thoughtful about these shared prayers of thanksgiving. Psalm 136 is also a communal prayer of thanksgiving. Although the dating and composition of individual psalms is difficult to determine, this psalm was an expression of the community of ancient Israel, most likely written for use in worship. It recalls creation and reflects on Israel's salvation history that of their liberation from the powers of Egypt and their entrance into and claiming of the land of Canaan. In 1989, Mary F. Copeland wrote an African-American heritage version of Psalm 136. These are some lines from Copeland's version. Tell it what the good Lord has done. He's been so good for his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. Tell it about the personal, passionate, and powerful God of our weary years. For his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. Say it. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and no one can hinder him. For his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. Who alone works in mysterious ways his wonders to perform, for his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. Who will make a way somehow and is blessing us right now. For his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. 
from the rape of Africa to back to Africa, from black abolitionists to black nationalists, from Montgomery to Memphis, freedom rides to a stride toward freedom, for his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. From the souls of black folk to black panthers to black is beautiful to black and proud to black power. From black theology to black religion and black radicalism to unashamedly black and unapologetically Christian. For his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. Oh, give thanks to our precious Lord, who causes us to remember nothing but a God, who causes us to reflect how we got over, who causes us to affirm we shall overcome, who causes us to believe he's coming back again so soon. For his amazing grace is our blessed assurance forever. This is an example of creative hermeneutics or biblical interpretation from the context of a particular community. In this Psalm 136, Copeland outlines significant events in African American and simply American history. She thanks God for seeing God's people through again and again. In his book, Preaching and the Literary Forms of the Bible, Thomas G. Long expresses that psalms are most often products of communal worship and are meant to be used in communal worship. He writes, The psalms are poems which eventually became sung, chanted, or recited over and over again in worship, and thus were stylized to fit into the liturgical context. Long quotes Patrick Miller, who writes that, The psalms have functioned in the worship of the community of faith, Jewish and Christian, widely, extensively, and without break. So when we consider Psalm 136 as a psalm of community, a psalm of liberation for the black community, for the Israel, the people of Israel, how would Psalm 136 come? How would Psalm 136 sound coming from our communities today? Maybe United Parish would pray these things, many of which work are quotes from you all, collected by the stewardship team. God, thanks for all the blessings you have bestowed on us, especially for my health and the health of my family and friends. Your love is everlasting. For the laughter and imagination of children, for my loving family, for our beautiful church community, your love is everlasting. For the unrelenting bravery and work of healthcare providers, for essential workers in every area of society, your love is everlasting. For not letting us get away with ignoring injustice, your love is everlasting. For allowing us to be the church in your vast creation, your love is everlasting. For all the ways technology has helped us stay connected through the pandemic, for leading my family to United Parish and the loving community we have found here, your love is everlasting. For your spiritual sustenance that has helped the United Parish community to survive and thrive through the challenges of the pandemic, learning new ways to be church, your love is everlasting. 
that we have struggled and harnessed technology that will serve us even after the time of separation. Help us, O God, to find the right balance for its use going forward as we pray, study, sing, and do the work of the church together. Your love, O God, is everlasting. You're welcome to add to the Zoom chat. How is God's love everlasting? What are your prayers of thanks to God? According to Anne Lamott, thanks is an essential prayer because it leads to what she calls a crazy thought. What more can I give? Maybe when we thank God and when we ask God to help us do better, we find it within ourselves to let someone in front of our car in traffic. Maybe no one notices our small kindness, or maybe they do. Either way, we feel better about ourselves and experience God's grace. And bit by bit, this may lead to a rushing in of thanksgiving. Lamott quotes E.E. E. Cummings in one of my favorite poems. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day. When I hear that poem, I think of days like today, as I record this sermon on Saturday, May 1st. I got to eat a bagel and drink coffee. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day. I heard from my dad, who is recovering well from surgery. I thank you, God. I got the second shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. I thank you, God. I walked around the Arnold Arboretum in community with beloveds of United Parish to raise money for the Walk for Hunger. Cummings writes, I thank you, God, for the leaping, greenly spirits of trees and a blue, true dream of sky. So maybe this thanks leads me to call my family more often. Maybe it leads me to reinvigorate my passion for alleviating food insecurity and hunger. Maybe it leads me to ministries of climate activism and outdoor worship. And then more thanks and more help. Thanks and even wow. It is worth considering that not everything in Psalm 136 is morally or ethically right. The writer thanks God for the killing of Egypt's firstborns, including children, and for the other deaths in the process of Israel's liberation. It celebrates the, um, the taking and destruction of native lands in Canaan. On this topic, John J. Collins writes, the book of Psalms is not a book of moral instruction. It is primarily a record of ancient Israel and Judah at prayer. Countless generations of Jews and Christians have felt the words of the Psalter appropriate to express their own prayers and feelings. The need to express feelings, however, is no guarantee that these feelings are edifying or that they can serve as moral guidelines. I recall womanist biblical scholar Renita Weems, who criticizes the negative view of Egyptians in the Exodus story, reminding us that liberation for some is not the same as true liberation for all. If you remember anything about Psalm 136, I hope you'll remember that it is a prayer of thanksgiving from a community for communities. So today and every day, let's give thanks to God, 
to one another, and even to ourselves. Thanks in community. Thanks for community. We thank you, God, for this precious day.